you know, I can't get into details on, on TV, obviously, but I can say that we saw a picture that's been widely publicized, right, of a box that's flipped over. What's in that box? Newspaper articles, pictures, things that are mementos, things that he has a right to take. So if I'm someone with documents that I have a right to have as the president who left the White House, do I want people rummaging through my personal items? No. So I think you have to remember, again, like I said, there's context to everything. That context will be brought out on defense. And um, and, and that's going to be our opportunity. We have not had an opportunity to give our side. And that's the image right there that I'm discussing. It's newspapers. It's pictures. Well, it's mementos. Let me, let me also it's, say what the indictment yeah. also says in, in looking at that picture. It says they were spilled onto the storage room floor. They say uh, in the indictment includes documents related secrets uh, relative to USA Five Eyes. Uh, which denoted the information in that document was releasable only to Five Eyes Intelligence. Um, that consists of uh, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, U.S., and the U.K. They say that's in part of those documents that have spilled out. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Alina Haba, chief propagandist for Donald Trump, has hit the airwaves again, trying to fashion some sort of defense for her client. And she says, all you got to do is wait for context. Once you get the context, you'll understand that he's not guilty of any of the 37 counts of Espionage Act, obstruction of justice, civil conspiracy, destruction of duck documents, concealment of documents and false statement against the federal government. See, it's all context, context. I went to law school. I've been practicing law for 32 years. There's no such thing as a context defense. So let's kind of dive into that on this hot take. First context, let's speaking of Alina Habba's vocabulary word, is Alina Habba's context. Let's talk about her. Where is she coming from? Well, first of all, she's a failed lawyer for Donald Trump time and time again. Let me just say that again. She is a failed lawyer for Donald Trump time and time again. She lost the E. Jean Carroll case in which he was a judge to be a sex abuser and had to pay $5 million or more for defamation and punitive damages. She sat in that court courtroom like a crash test dummy, didn't do a thing at all, didn't take a witness, op do the opening, do the closing, uh, do anything. She filed a couple of motions, all of which lost. She's filed a couple of motions since the trial, all of which will lose. So that, that Alina Haba, she's also involved in Mar-a-Lago. She never talks about that. She never likes to say, well, I really know about Mar-a-Lago because I had to testify to the grand jury against my client related to it. But she did. Why? Because Donald Trump I know you're going to have to sit down for this one. Donald Trump was hiding documents in New York from the civil fraud case and the New York attorney general. That trial, going to trial in October for $250 million, he was also not producing documents and hiding them from the New York attorney general. So the lawyer was ordered by the judge and Goron to go to Mar-a-Lago and go search his documents in his desk drawer looking for documents that were responsive to the issues in New York. When did she do that? Between the uh, subpoena being issued by the grand jury in June of last year and the search warrant having to be executed, in August. So she put herself like a fly on flypaper right into the jackpot and had to go search through documents, not knowing or not caring the Department of Justice was watching her every move on video cameras and then reported back. She did to the New York uh, to, to the New York judge and said, I oh, can't find any. 
Here, I'll, I'll sign a certificate. It says I can't find any. Did you see any top secret documents while you were looking through there or ones that are highly classified or national defense information that you're not qualified to see that were being purloined and secreted by your client? Did you see that? Because they were in the room while you were there. So Alina Haba, you're going to have a lot of talking to do and a lot of explaining to do the judge and Goron in New York as soon as the New York Attorney General will file her obvious motion for sanctions related to her search. Put that aside. So she was involved with Mar-a-Lago in the search and had to testify against her client. She's lost every case she's ever filed. And the only time she's ever been connected to Florida, where this trial is going to be against Donald Trump and Donald Trump, she lost and got sanctioned over a million dollars by Judge Middlebrooks because she filed a frivolous lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. Remember Hillary Clinton and the servers? That Alina Haba. So when you hear a lot Alina Haba speak, just pretend there's a scroll right underneath her that's going up the screen with all of these facts so that you understand who's talking to you. Okay, so now that you have, in her words, the context, let's talk about her defense. There is no context for this. First of all, she obviously has either not read the indictment or doesn't understand it or comprehend its meaning. Because in the indictment, everybody that has read it, that's not a propagandist, not biased, comes away with the following um, understanding. Donald Trump was more involved with with the stealing and secreting and obstructing justice than we ever thought prior to it being filed. That's just the plain truth. Even I was shocked. And I'm not easily shocked, having been doing this for a couple of years on legal AF as a legal analyst. I'm not sure. I was shocked. 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by China. There's a better way. I'd like to tell you about Moink. That's moo plus oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Moink farmers farm like our great-grandparents did, and as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should, because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste, and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent, too. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes to chicken breasts to pork chops to salmon fillets and much, much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Plus, they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinked. I know I do, and I know you will too. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash legalaf right now. And listeners and viewers of this show, Get free bacon in your first box. It's the best bacon you'll ever taste, but it's available only for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash legal AF. That's moinkbox.com slash legal AF. For instance, Donald Trump himself selected the 15 boxes of documents out of over 100 that he would send to the National Archive in his dress rehearsal of fraud to see what he could get away with. Let's just send these 15. Those 15 were searched and selected by Donald Trump himself. 
in the personal quarters of Mar-a-Lago, out in front of Pine Hall, they used to put, which is a, a hallway in front of his bedroom and his offices. They put boxes and he would grab them and bring them in like he was a prisoner getting his meal under, you know, un, you know, slid under his uh, under his jail cell. He'd grab a box, put him back out, grab a box, put him back out. What he did within the box, nobody knows. There's no video camera there. Did he pluck things out? That's a word that Donald Trump likes to use. Did he pluck out the documents and save it for himself and then put a little file together to take to Bedminster of top secret confidential information? We'll find out. We'll find out in the trial. But he was involved. He himself selected the 15 boxes. He himself reviewed dozens and dozens of boxes of documents before and selected which ones would be staged in the storage room as soon as he figured out from his client, from his lawyer, Evan Corcoran, and he had a week to do it, that on May 23rd, Evan Corcoran told him, I got to respond to the subpoena on your behalf. I got to search your boxes. Donald Trump said, I don't want you searching through my boxes. And can't we just tell him we don't have any? And can't we just make them disappear? This is Evan Corcoran's testimony against his own former client, Alina Haba. And uh, of course, Corcoran said no, but he, Corcoran did make a little bit of either a mistake or he turned his back and let it happen behind his back, which is he told Donald Trump he'll be back in a week to do the search. That gave Donald Trump and Walt Nauta and others a week to go rig and stage the storage room so that there would only be self-selected boxes. Who self-selected them? Donald Trump. It's in the indictment based on video surveillance, based on text messages between people that worked for Donald Trump, between the testimony of Walt Nauta and photographs. Alina Haba, that's the context. You can't explain it. There's no way to explain it. There's no way to explain it. And so he's involved with that. He took 80 boxes out through Walt Nauta. He looked at them. He returned some self-selected set of 50 for the staging of the room for Evan Corcoran arriving on June 2nd. That was all Donald Trump. You, that's not by accident. That's not he was misled by those around him or his lawyers. Or It's Donald Trump up to his elbows, up to his neck in looking at boxes and documents and asking for magic markers and we need new tops for the paper boxes, right? And, and then your comment, Alina, talking to you, on, on television, on media, that, oh, those boxes were all messy. My client's not messy. Okay. There's text messages that are, that are reported and reproduced in the indictment in which his own, Donald Trump's own employees jokingly referred to those boxes that he took out of the White House as the beautiful mind paper boxes. The beautiful mind paper boxes. Go watch the movie, Alina. It refers to John Nash, an economist who slowly lost his mind and went to go live in a shed where he wrote formulas on windows and then had all these boxes of, of crazy papers filled to the brim like a hoarder in his house. So basically, Donald Trump's employees are calling him a hoarder and called them the beautiful mind paper boxes that Donald Trump really, really wanted. So these are not, Alina Haba, mementos of his presidency. They are the people's papers. They are national security information. They are documents that go to the national defense of this country and have put American and American security at risk. They're not mementos, right? They're not like, you know, oh, I got a certificate from when, you know, China visited me or I got a ceremonial pair of chopsticks. No, okay? These are 
the people's documents, national security documents, and ones that your client knew based on his own statements that have been recorded that they were top secret and he and he had no ability to declassify them. So <clears throat> to hear Alina Haba tell it, once you hear the context of this just being mementos and this couldn't possibly be how Donald Trump um, organized his, his papers, by the way, newsflash, Alina, these are not photographs taken on the search warrant day that are included in the indictment. These are photos that people obtained while in real time and provided to the Department of Justice of what the rooms look like, the pool room, the ballroom, the office, the bathroom, pine hallway, and the like. And that's why your client is going to jail for a long, long time, no matter what you tell people and what BS that you comes out of your mouth on all of these right-wing news channels. Why don't you go on another channel? Why don't you go on our channel, Midas Dutch Network? Let us talk to you for about half an hour and see how that turns out. I, I think people would pay to see that. And then when she finally concludes her BS appearance as a loser lawyer that she is and says, I don't think he'll take a plea uh, because he'd that be admitting guilt. Chance that he would take a plea deal, especially if there is, you know, he's he's got the state indictment in New York. Um, he is facing another potential federal indictment on January 6th charges. You've got the Georgia special grand jury. Those indictments, if there are any, could come in, in August. Is there any thought of the president's mind? You plea some of this away. You got to focus on the campaign, which is in itself an exhausting, very consuming process. No. I could never imagine. I know I would never advise that, especially when he's not done anything wrong. You take a plea deal to make something go away, that's an admission of guilt. He would never admit guilt um, because there was nothing wrong with declassifying documents, taking documents with you, negotiating with NARA. The only thing that was wrong was the raid on his home and the complete dual tier system of justice. Well, the only thing I can say is Donald Trump has other competent lawyers now around him. I mean, he's lost uh, three in the last week that were involved with Mar-a-Lago, but at least Todd Blanche is an adult. And hopefully he's listening to Todd Blanche and not to people like Joe Tacopina and Alina Haba uh, in terms of what he should do next, given the mountain of evidence, overwhelming evidence, beyond a reasonable doubt evidence that is obviously in the hands of the federal government, who is willing to go to trial in a very short amount of time, maybe three or four months, maybe by December of 2023. To, and that's it. That's how ready Jack Smith is to go to trial, Alina Haba, just to give you context. So I'm going to follow this just like I follow everything else, only on the Midas Touch Network on hot takes, just like this one. Every time Alina Haba pops out of some hole and some BS comes out of her mouth, we're going to call her out. I'm going to do it right here on a hot take. Then we're going to curate the, the week's worth of things at the intersection of law and politics and bring them to you on Legal AF, only on the Midas Touch Network, Wednesdays and Saturdays. And if you like what I'm doing on a hot take like this, give me a thumbs up. It keeps the content and the quality and the and the quantity of it coming to you on YouTube and then through our podcast platform. And then you can follow me, Michael Popak, on all things social media at MS Popak. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF Reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram at Midas Touch to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.